Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of The Chris Carpenter Show. This is going to be episode 36. Got a lot to cover. Um, We're going to do some celebrating because something happened today. I think we all know what happened. Talk uh, certainly talk some tech basketball. Talk a little bit of tech baseball. Um, Maybe a little smidge of college football. And I'll give you kind of my thoughts, my kind of my post Super Bowl thoughts on the entire uh, Super Bowl Super Bowl game itself, experience itself. And we do have some listener questions this week, and then we will end with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. All right, so. Get your party hats on because I get your brooms because country club trader beard. And I'm, and I really don't care that he's left now. I'm calling him trader because apparently that triggers him. At least it did the other night in Norman, but him and his little short horns just got swept out of the building today at what was formerly called the Irwin Center, it's now been rechristened the United Supermarkets Arena South because there were more Tech fans there than Texas fans. So uh, what a great game today. Um, you know, again, Texas um, Texas had a chance to pull away in the in the first half. They, they were up at six at one point, and, you know, uh, Tech didn't panic. They chiseled away at it, and you know they got it to a tie. And then what's what's been really amazing to watch, especially these last three games with Tech, is they just come out on fire in the second half, and they just, I mean, they they pull away those first two minutes in the second half um, from people, and it's just it's been fantastic to watch. I mean, last week against TCU, I mean, it was <laughs> they were like a they were like a speeding bullet train coming out in the second half and then you know they did the same thing to Baylor on on Wednesday and then did it uh did it today and and you know they were up at they were up by 10 going into I think it was like two and a half minutes left and things kind of fell apart and it was a little it was a little scary for a little bit but you know they made the plays in the end uh to pull out the win and and uh, get your brooms out folks because the shorthorns were swept so a great atmosphere today um I mean, it felt like a Tech home game. Uh, you know, there was a lot of Texas Tech fans in uh, at the Irwin's. Is that what it's called, the Irwin Center? I don't know. I call it the trash can because it looks like a trash can. Um, you know, and and uh, there's a lot of Tech fans there. And, you know, hopefully they made it out of People's Republic of Austin safely. It is. It can be a little bit of a challenge to leave uh, that war zone, um, you know, but hopefully they've they've been able to get out of there uh, fairly quickly. <laughs> um, the best part about the end of the game today was when all the Texas fans were with their tails tucked between their legs. They were leaving early, and all the Tech fans were going bye. They were waving bye. It was that was really great, um, you know. It, and it, I talked about this last week, but you know, Chris Del Conte, CDC, as we're going to call him. Um, he, he tried as much as he could to manipulate the tickets to ensure tech fans wouldn't go. And you had some instances today where, you know, they did this business about all students could come in 
And, you know, the, they didn't really camp in Austin. Well, the bums camped, but the actual students didn't camp in Austin. Um, and, but you had students come in and uh, they tried to t- they basically had to be uh, turned right back around because they were trying to sit in seats that were occupied by tech fans. So kind of a backfire there, CDC. <laughs> So well, it's just, it's a shame, but you know I was really impressed today with uh, Clarence Nadolny uh, stepped up again, and that's what he does. You know uh, when McCuller and Shannon were out early in the Big Twelve season, you know Nadolny was the one that stepped up and made the plays when needed. Um, you know, and then obviously you know Bryson Williams is Bryson Williams. You know, did did what he did. You know, TJ Shannon, which by the way, the people that were like you know just ragging on tj shannon about a month ago oh he's upsetting the chemistry of the team where are they at i want to hear from them they're probably closet ut fans is my theory so um you know they didn't have mcculler this week at all i don't know when he's going to be back um you know i my my attitude is let's let's tread carefully with him um don't rush him back i think you can handle um upcoming the upcoming schedule, which we'll get to a little bit later, um, without McCuller, um, you know, we need, we're going to need him in March for the big tournament. And we'll talk a little bit more about kind of the seating and all that. Um, I do want to take a little bit of a rewind back to Wednesday and let's talk a little bit about the Baylor game. And, uh, you know, again, uh, tech kind of started slow in the first half. Baylor was hitting their shots and tech the first couple minutes of the second half, they came out on fire, and and that was really all she wrote. They they pulled away in those two minutes, and you know what an impressive sweep. I mean, this week Tech swept Baylor and Texas. Um, just very impressive. You know, Baylor is still a two seed right now. I think I think Tech's going to overtake them, and I think owning that sweep of Baylor is going to be a feather in, in Tech's cap. Um, that are that they're going to be able to utilize, you know, Banner on Wednesday, just real impressive in the second half. You know, he's he's disappeared the past few games, and you know he came he I mean he was on fire in the second half, uh, real impressive. You know, T.J. Shannon again, impressive. I mean, this is just this is just a fun team to watch, and you know, I said it at the beginning of the season. I thought they were going to surprise some people. I I, I honestly didn't. <laughs> The level of play that they're playing at right now, I didn't even think that they would be at this level. I thought they would be definitely a solid upper half Big 12 team. But, you know, they're going to be – I think they're going to finish – could finish as high as second. You know, I think unfortunately I think the Big 12 regular season title is off the table just because of, you know, you had your double double overtime loss to Kansas. Uh, I think the losses to Kansas State, Oklahoma probably knocked you out of that. But, I mean, second place in the Big 12 – and you you beat Kansas once, should have beaten them twice. Uh, you should have beaten them in Lawrence. I mean, that's nothing to ride home about, you know. Um, and, you know, now you kind of can start looking into seeding some more. They did release the seeds today for the top 16. Tech is a number three seed right now in the Midwest. Um, I'm good with the three seed, but I think this team – I think this team, if they keep winning, is going to get themselves to a two seed. I think they can knock Baylor off the two seed and onto the three seed. Um, here's here's what I want in the NCAA tournament. I want Tech to. I don't the seeding. I don't really care. 
I want Tech to be in the regional where first and second round, they can play in Fort Worth. Sweet 16, Elite 8, they're playing in San Antonio. If they get that draw where they're in Fort Worth and San Antonio, punch the ticket, we're going to the Final Four. Because I can guarantee you those four games will be, home, will be essentially home games for Tech. I mean, when we go play TCU, it's, all, it's, it's always a de facto home game anyway in Fort Worth. And then I guarantee you Tech fans are going to travel to San Antonio. You know, so that's what I'm rooting for big time because I'm telling you, if that, if that happens, punch our ticket to New Orleans. I'm not really intimidated by any of the one seeds, even Gonzaga. I know Gonzaga beat Tech, but Tech shut down Chet Holmgren. And Tech was without TJ Shannon. That was the first, I think that was the first game that he was not in the lineup. And I think Tech can, I think Tech can knock off Gonzaga. There's not a number one seed I'm intimidated by. Um, so it's, it's going to be a special season and I want to, I want to say a special thank you to the Plainview McDonald's. And I think we need to put a plaque at the Plainview McDonald's because the moment April 1st, Plainview McDonald's, I believe that is going to be, we're going to look back for many years. That's the moment where the championship was first won. Because we got rid of the dead weight that was country club trader, and I'm calling him a trader because he hates it. I don't really care anymore. Beard and Mark Adams was able to reveal himself in all his glory and play the no middle defense to the best of our ability. So this next week, um, Tex got Oklahoma on Tuesday, and you know payback. You know, they Oklahoma uh, took a, you know, basically put a beating on Tech uh, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he had Tech fans freaking out about that, which was kind of funny. Um, but, you know, now they got to come to the USA and nobody leaves with a win in the USA. The Raider riot ensures that. So have fun with that, Sooners. You'll get to actually see a real live arena with fans. It'll be really cute, Oklahoma. I mean, because you don't get that at your place. Your tickets were selling for $6 a couple weeks ago to go see Tech. So come on down, bring your Sooner Schooner, and get ready, Boomer Sooner. That's all I got to say. And then Tech will play next Saturday at TCU. And again, past years in Fort Worth, it's been a Tech home game. You're going to see red. You're probably going to hear Raider power. Can't wait. Take care of business. It's all you got to do. So, big wins. Let's talk a little bit of Tech baseball. They got their season off to a start last night. And what a way to open a season. You know, Tech was down as much as five to one against Michigan, and it was not looking very good for a lot of that game. And what does Tech do? They storm back and they win walk off single six to five, start off one and no. Again, you know, this team's going to have some, I think they're going to have, uh, uh, you know, more losses than wins these first couple weeks, but, you know, what a, 
what a way to open up the season. And and again, it just shows that's the culture of Tadlock. You know, this is a team that when they're when they're down, they don't give up. They're not out and they and they fight their way up to win every time. And so it's just really a good, really good win. Um, you know, right now they're playing Auburn. Let me pull up the schedule, pull up the uh yeah, so Auburn does beat Tech uh, two to one. Uh, you know, again, I fully had prepared myself to go zero and three this weekend. They went zero and three last year, and you know, people were pushing the panic button. Um, you know, two to one loss to Auburn, uh, not bad for your second game. This is a very young team. This is a very inexperienced team, but I think this is a very talented uh, team. And so, you know, Tadlock's going to get it together. Um, you know, by by April and by May, they're going to be rolling, and I, you know, I fully expect they're going to be hosting a regional and hopefully a super regional. And you know, I think they got a great shot at going back to Omaha. That's you know, that's what uh, Coach Tadlock's been able to build here at Tech. So, um, but yeah, I mean, what a what a great great win last night. They, they play Arizona tomorrow. It's going to be another tough outing. Um, Arizona's always a big powerhouse in uh, baseball and then they're going to play Dallas Baptist this week which again they're very strong in baseball normally you know the Tadlock schedules pretty strong uh, non-conference wise you know they're going to play Mississippi State later which by the way if you're pushing the panic button over losing to Auburn Mississippi State lost their first game yesterday and they're the defending national champs so I think Tech will be fine um as you know with everything I want to mention a couple things about college football and specifically tech. So tech uh, had a great weekend, got some more commitments from some four-star athletes for next year's recruiting class. Tech's class is now up to, I last I looked was like number two. Uh, I've also seen it fluctuate down to number six. But bottom line, this is going to be your best recruiting class that you've had since 2011. And, you know, I think that was the number one issue that fans had had with uh, Matt Wells and really with Cliff, too, honestly, um, is the recruiting was not where it needs to be. And what Joey McGuire is doing, he's recruiting out of our own backyard. Um, You got a bunch of Amarillo kids coming, kid from Wichita Falls, from Clarendon, got a kid from uh, Trinity Christian in Lubbock, kid from Posts. Um, you know, to me, and I said this way back when, when Matt Wells was fired, it was frustrating. And to me, there was no excuse that you were seeing these Amarillo kids, these kids from Coronado and Lubbock, um, going to other programs. Those should be the ones that it should be a pipeline. The best of the best always end up at tech from Amarillo, Amarillo, Tascosa, from the Lubbock schools, Coronado, Monterey, Cooper, um, friendship. Those kids should all be coming to Tech because, I mean, that they're in our backyard and the best of the best should be coming to Tech from those places. And Joey McGuire's getting it done. And I continue to be impressed with him. You know, I think he, is, he has made all the right moves since he's been hired. And I think he's built up a lot of goodwill with this fan base. Um, and, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens when the season starts. I think – I'll give my official prediction in August, but I I think this football team, I think it's capable of going back to a bowl at a six and six or seven and five. Um, a lot of it'll just kind of depend on um, 
what happens in spring ball, who's going to be the starter. That's a, there's a lot of unknowns. But, yeah, I think this team is, is definitely capable of going back to a bowl game next year. And, you know, Texas and Oklahoma got to come here. So good luck with all that. So um, a couple other college, bowl th- uh, college football thoughts. Um, they basically announced yesterday that they will not expand the playoff um, through the current contract, which ends in 2025. I think it's a huge mistake on the part of, you know, the big – Big Ten, uh, ACC, and Pac-12. I suspect SEC was for expanding, and I suspect the Big 12 was as well. And, you know, here's the deal, Big 12. Bob Bowles, well, first of all, I still don't understand why Bob Bowles be still the commissioner. Uh, Kirby, you know, can we take care of that get rid of him? Um, I'll talk more about that in our listener questions. But um, Big 12 needs to wed itself to the SEC and – you know, I would even start trying try to poach off as as it continues to become very clear that those t- other t- the Pac twelve has literally no hope of getting teams into the playoff. The Big Ten, it's like Ohio State when they're good or bust, um, and the ACC, it's Clemson or bust. If I'm the Big Twelve, I'm looking at poaching some of those teams from those other conferences. USC, come on down. We'll play. Arizona, Arizona State. I know you hate the Pac-12. I know you get tired of uh, Cal and Stanford's uh, nonsense. Come on down. Join join the big kids pool. But that would be my advice to the Big 12 um, because the SEC is not done expanding, and they're – they're going to dominate, and I think if you wed yourself to the Big Tw- uh if you're the Big 12 and you wed yourself to the SEC, when this playoff expansion happens, and I think it may end up happening without these three uh, conferences, especially the Pac-12. I mean, Pac-12 just does not care about football. They're worried about, we got to keep the sunset on the Rose Bowl intact. No. I like the Rose – actually, I don't even know if I like the Rose Bowl game. I like the Rose Bowl stadium. I actually wish they would kind of host Super Bowls again, which they never will. But, I mean, it's a nice stadium. But, seriously, we're, we're preserving the system. And it's always been the Rose Bowl. That's why it took so long to have a playoff in the first place. We're preserving the system so we can have the sunset at the Rose Bowl. Okay. You can have the sunset at the Rose Bowl, and you can have like an AAC versus Conference USA bowl game. But let's we're ready to move on and have an expanded playoff and give more teams the opportunity to win a national championship beyond like the same two SEC teams every year. So, um, you know, it's just unfortunate. The other unfortunate part of the playoff not expanding is it basically means UT and OU are still stuck in the big 12 um until 2025 i'm i'm of the attitude i'm ready for them to leave um the sooner the better i i'm I'm done i mean i'm ready for them to leave i'm ready to move on i'm ready for tech to be the big dog in the big 12 which i think they will be um you know they can't leave soon enough (laughs) in fact i'll you know i'll throw a party and uh make sure they leave (laughs) don't let the door hit you on the way out oh you in texas Because have fun competing with Vanderbilt to be in the cellar of the SEC. So that's the the other unfortunate part. 
Um, you know, it, you will see some of the new Big 12 teams come in before UT and OU depart. Um, and, you know, we've talked about the divisions. It'll be intriguing to see how all that kind of shakes out um, in the end. So um, let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl last week. Great game. Um, I thought the Rams were going to pull it out. I'd been leaning towards the Rams. Um, congratulations to him. Really congratulations to Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, he got, he got, he got his ring and I've always been a Matthew Stafford fan. You know, he's, he's a Texas boy and, uh, not, you know, a Longhorn. We, I, if we could vote them out, we would, we we're, we're about done with Austin. I think the rest of Texas, but he's, he's like a Texas boy from the state of Texas. And, you know, just a great win. I thought it was a great game. You know, Cincinnati played pretty well themselves. They just they got to get an offensive line uh, for for Burrow. You know, Burrow is a tough guy, but you know, he's not going to be able to take all those hits over and over and over again, and last very long uh, in the league. You know, as far as uh, the halftime show, I know a lot of people talk about. I'm not really a rap guy, to be honest with you. Um, so I wasn't over overly familiar with a lot of the performers and performances. I know Snoop Dogg, and you know, and I know Eminem. I could probably not pick Dr. Dre and uh, 50 Cent out of a lineup, uh, you know, and I wasn't talking like police lineup. But, like, if somebody showed me pictures of people, I could not probably pick them out. I, don't, I, I know who they are, but I don't know what they look like. I don't know their songs. Um, you know, Mary J. Blige, I heard of her, but – Again, I probably could not, you know, pick her out either. Um, yeah, so it was fine, I guess, if you like rap. Um, I'm not really a rap guy. But, I mean, it. there have been worse Super Bowl shows, halftime shows, than that one. Um, you know, so I. it was fine. I, I want George Strait to be in the that, – that would be me, but – most people don't, which that's okay. It, not everybody can be as enlightened as music musically as us fans of King George. So, um, you know, it, it was okay. As far as the commercials, pfft, not very many good ones. Uh, George Strait had the best commercial. It was for HEB. Unfortunately, not everybody got to see it. You had to be, like, I guess in an HEB area. Um, the Clydesdales, I was glad they came back, and I thought they were – Probably my second favorite commercial. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was the Super Bowl. It was fun. You know, early early kind of predictions for next year. Uh, I think the Chiefs will will have another strong season. I think the Rams still are built to to come, go back to the Super Bowl. You know, the NFC is is weak. Uh, the AFC is, is, is going to be the one where it's going to be harder to get back to the Super Bowl um, than the NFC. And, you know... Uh, my other prediction is the Cowboys will disappoint because that's what they do. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it's kind of depressing, you know, that the Bengals got to a Super Bowl since the Cowboys have been there, and I fully don't expect to get back there next year. I fully expect they will have a great regular season. Well, they either have a great regular season and then flame out in the playoffs, or things will fall apart. In the regular season, they'll fire Mike McCarthy halfway through the year. Dan Quinn will be the interim coach, and who knows what happens after that. Maybe Sean Payton comes back. I don't know. It, it's always a mess with them. I, I'm just – at least I remember Super Bowl wins as a Cowboy fan. So, 
Uh, anyway, um, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, I will get to some listener questions. And welcome back to the Chris Carpenter show. Uh, I do have to share with you, and I'm not going to say what, what he said because it's it's rated PG-13, possibly R. But I just saw a video with Avery Benson, you know, formerly of Texas Tech. And he followed Chris Beard like a puppy dog uh, down to Austin. And whew, he was uh, he was a little grumpy after the game, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, so were some Texas fans. I mean, they were like, oh, man, I've never seen – I think I've never seen that many middle fingers since Stone Cold Steve Austin was in the ring. So, whoo. Um, you know, it's okay, Texas. Um, I mean, we're really not a rival according to you. So, I mean, you know, you can get over it and go, you know, eat Bevo or is that what they do now? Eat Bevo or I don't know. I don't know what they do, but by the way, just a little bit of an aside. I always used to think A&M had the most thin skinned, uh, fan base. I mean, they were like literally, you know, they had their little cult of the dog thing, but geez, Louise, UT this year since since they swooped in and got beard, they have like t- they have taken the thin skin to a new low, and they're they're the new Aggies as far as I'm concerned. And boy, <laughs> you know, are are they gonna? I mean, are they gonna ha- put us in the fight song when they leave the SC for the SEC? I don't know, but geez. <laughs> It th- them them and A and M playing again. That's gonna be fun to watch because those are some those are some two thin skin fan bases, and they'll I mean they'll be battling it out for you know who's gonna be six and six and seven and five in the SEC. But <laughs> you know that'll be fun to watch. But man, Texas, you used to not be this thin skinned, and whew, not a good look for you. Anyway, let's get to some listener questions. And again, the best way to um, ask me listener questions is to follow the official Twitter account of the Chris Carpenter Show. It is at the C Carp Show. Um, and I usually, I in fact, this, I tweeted before the Texas game, Texas Texas Tech game this morning um, that I was going to be recording. And I had intended to record a lot earlier, but I I was installing a camera, a doorbell camera today and (laughs) I'm not very mechanical to say the least but it got installed I didn't electrocute myself and I didn't burn down my house so victories in small steps people but yeah anyway that is the best way to um, get a hold of me and contact me is through the act at the at the C Carp show twitter so let's go ahead and pull up our questions and see what's going on here so here we go. Do, 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 do. Behind the scenes as I find my questions. All right. Um, so we've got a question from Ethan, and he is from Fredericksburg. And Ethan from Fredericksburg asks, who do, you, who do I think was the MVP for today's game? I think I would give it to Nadolny. Um, you know, Nadolny steps up when he's needed, and it's just real impressive to see you know, he made some key shots. He made some key free throws when needed. And, man, he is like – he's he's got a chip on his shoulder, and that's a good thing. But I, I would definitely give the MVP today to Nadolny. Um, you know, just what a great game. And, and, you know, he steps up – he has stepped up when when Tex needed it the most. When McCuller's out, 
when Shannon's out, when Shannon and McCuller are out. Who's there? It's Nadolny. And, yeah, I would definitely give him the MVP uh, for today's um, uh, for today's performance. All right, Gary in Harrisburg. He is asking, where do you see Tech finishing in baseball in the Big 12? So they're picked to finish third right now. Um, I think that's pretty much at this point where I think they'll finish maybe second. Um, I I hate to say it, and this, this really pains me and hurts me to say it. I think UT is probably the best team in baseball right now. Um, now, that doesn't mean that they can, you know, they're having to come to Lubbock and they might get themselves swept out of the building there too. Um, and and you, you better believe that the fans will be ready for that game. You know, tech baseball fans, they're a whole other level too. So, um, yeah, I, they may they may come into Lubbock and get swept, but I just I just based on who they have returning and what they did last year, I think UT appropriately is probably the favorite to win the Big Twelve. Um, then you've got Oklahoma State and Tech. I think I think Tech could get to second. I, my gut right now, uh, just because this is a very young and inexperienced team, as I think they probably do finish in third. Um, you know, doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're not going to be able to host a regional. I think you're going to get a chance to host um, at least a regional and then you'll kind of see what happens. Could, could you potentially end up uh, hosting a super regional? Yes. Um, if you can get that far, but yeah, I, I think tech probably finishes around third and, you know, they'll be, they'll be in the NCAA tournament. Um, I think they will host a regional and then beyond that, we'll just have to see what happens. So Good question. Um, let's go ahead and look and see what our next question is. Do, 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 do. Sorry, I have to scroll back up because we had some we had some issues issues going on. All right, we've got a question from Ivan from Jayton, and Ivan from Jayton asks, "Where does Adams stand for National Coach of the Year honors?" So, in my book, I would give it to him. I think he he definitely deserves it um you know and i'm not and, and and you know what i'm not surprised that tech's where it's at i you know mark adams is a very good coach and you know i i think the the national media is more surprised because they didn't know about mark adams they didn't know i mean they just thought oh he's just beards loyal you know puppy dog sidekick no adams can coach he was also a very good hockey owner. I mean, I used to love going to the Lubbock Cotton Kings games. And, man, Lubbock, you messed that up running them out of town because that was some fun, fun times, Lubbock Cotton Kings hockey. But that's a whole other soapbox to get on. But, yeah, I, 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 he's number one. I think, I think the Arizona coach probably at this point will probably get it, Tommy Lloyd, um, because I don't think anybody expected Arizona to be where they're at. But, you know, if if Adams takes them deep into the NCAA tournament, and Arizona's been known to flame out early in the NCAA tournament, you know, you could see Adams getting it. I would – my prediction right now, it, just based on how I think the sports media people think, I think they probably give it to Arizona's coach uh, would be in, uh, number one. Um, number two, probably – 
would be the Providence coach. You know, they've had a real impressive season. Um, and then maybe probably Adams would be number three. But, you know, in my book, he, he's he's coach of the year. He's the slam dunk coach of the year. And, and again, it doesn't su- – the success doesn't really surprise me um, because I think we we as Tech fans knew that Adams is an awesome coach. Everybody else is just not getting to see it. So, you know, and he didn't get on the plane. And neither did Sean Sutton too, by the way. And credit those two guys. And credit the staff that they've assembled. Um, you know, Barrett Peary, heck of a coach. You know, you've got the and – and I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember all their names. I know Barrett Peary's name. The guy from Arkansas that they got, heck of a coach. You know, the guy that used to be at Wayland, heck of a coach. So they've assembled a great staff and – you know, look at the recruits they brought in, and and they're bringing in some solid recruits next year too. Um, so this is this train's going to keep rolling. And there was a lot of tech fans, and I'll, I'll eat some crow here, me included. I was kind of pushing the panic button when you know Beard jumped ship, and I shouldn't have been because Mark Adams didn't get on the plane, but he was too boring, according to Beard, to, for Tech to ever hire. Nope. We are all a part of the Adams family now. So, <laughs> all right, let's see. I think I've got a couple more questions. Um, what is your, okay? So, this is who is this from? This is Kenny from Leander, and he is asking, What is your favorite thing about the UT fan base? <laughs> um, so I like that they make fun of Oklahoma, that's kind of fun. You know, they're not – so the UT fans are not as cultish as the Aggie fans, but they're just very – well, in basketball, they're non-existent. Um, but they also – they just – they act like they that, you know, their farts don't smell, you know. And I'm sorry, that's probably a little crass to say, but seriously, they act like that. They haven't done anything in football in years. Basketball – I mean, they had Kevin Durant and did nothing. You know, baseball, oh, they got to the College World Series. Well, Tech's done that four years, four times in, uh, what, five, six years now? You know, and, yeah, you should you should be at the top in your conference in sports with all the money you're getting. So it's just, I mean, they act like that Texas is this brand of its own. And, you know, here's the reality. You're you're going to be a cellar dweller brand of the SEC. So have fun with that. And we'll just have fun being the double T and make your little jokes about tech too, about, Oh, how terrible, you know, if you can't, if you can read, you don't go to tech, um, whatever tech tech has a medical school. They have a dental school, a veterinary school, despite Aggies trying to interfere with that too, by the way. Um, and you know, tech is a top notch edu- educational institution and, yeah, life does exist west of I-35, and we do have indoor plumbing here. So, and we're we're just fine, not having to worry about you know driving on I-35 and getting caught in traffic jams constantly. So, I guess that's my favorite thing about the Texas fan base. <laughs> so, um, all right, couple we got three more three more questions. Um, we've got Macy from Nederland. She's asking, have you ever seen another NCAA team in any sport have to stop ticket sales for their own event to keep another? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's an Aggie move right there. 
I mean, that literally, like I said, they've overtaken the Aggies and thin-skinned. I mean, you know, you go back in the 2000s, the Aggies were like, they were the leaders in like having the thinnest skin as fans. I mean, like, you know, when they tried to accuse Tech of fighting them after a game, but it was Aggie on Aggie violence, or you had the you had the whole Vickham thing, which they were like, they were so offended by that, or, you know, they claimed that feces was spread on their bus, and it wasn't by, you know, I can go the litany on, but like, Texas, you manipulated the ticket sales because you were afraid, and and it still happened. I mean, it still happened that it was literally a tech home game today. <laughs> so, yeah, I've never seen that before. But that's Texas, I guess. Um, you know, they're back. <laughs> all right, a couple more questions we've got. All right, this question is from Omar in Pearland. And he says, a year ago, Kirby was in hot water with some tech faithful. He lost beard. He screwed up the Wells hire. How do you rate the job Kirby has done with Adams and McGuire? Yeah, Kirby was going into certainly right before he fired. Well, right when he fired Matt Wells, Kirby was on an extremely hot seat. And, you know, it wasn't just those things, you know, the the Lady Raider program debacle with, uh, you know, that Marlene Stallings that abuser of women, um, you know, that was a disastrous hire. Um, you had the issue with the softball uh, team. Yeah, Kirby was on a hot seat, and, you know, a lot of the bloom off the rose of 2019 had fallen off uh, with with Kirby. And yeah, I think I think the this basketball season has shined him back up. I think – to me, the McGuire hire is a home run, and it may not work out, but he McGuire has reinvigorated this football fan base, and he is making all the right moves in recruiting. And yeah, Kirby, Kirby's he's come back. I mean, I don't think he was, I don't think he was any close to being fired. Um, but you know, a lot of fans were about done with him, and a lot of fans were like, Ugh, you know, he's never going to get it right in football. Um, but yeah, I think McGuire and this basketball team has, I mean, Kirby's back in the driver's seat and, you know, I still, I still think his, he, I think he, he will, he will, he's got less days ahead of him as athletic director at tech than in front, because I, you know, I really feel like he's going to be a conference commissioner. I'd, I'd want him as Big 12 commissioner now over Bob Bowlesby because Bob Bowlesby, I think half the time he doesn't have a pulse and he's running around doing who knows what. Um, but, you know, I think Kirby has a, certainly a bright future um, as a conference commissioner or when we have this expanded playoff, does he end up, you know, moving into that role? But, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, I was never, I was frustrated with Kirby um, and I, you know, like I said, I was not one when they hired Wells. Oh, it's awful. You know, how could, what's Kirby thinking? Um, I really did try to give Wells a chance. Um, and it just, it was just very clear, you know, it was not going to work out. So, um, I was frustrated with Kirby, but there's so much that he has accomplished while he's here. He's made great coaching hires. He has, I mean, the, the facilities at tech, that he that he's uh, reinvigorated second to none, and you know, 
when he does retire or leaves Tech, he has left Texas Tech in a much better position than he found it as athletic director. So, all right, one more question. Any chance Beard allows Texas to play Tech after the move to the SEC? No. Um, and even if Beard – and Beard's not going to be at Texas much longer anyway. Um, I would say maybe two or three more years and he'll go up. I think Mark Cuban will be stupid stupid enough to hire him, <laughs> which that they deserve each other then. Um, but, no, I – I think Texas is done playing Tech. They're going to be like A&M, and they will not play uh, former Big 12, especially Tech. And, you know, it's a shame. Um, but, I, like I said, I've kind of taken this attitude of, you know what? Good riddance. There are some fun teams coming into the Big 12 that I think Tech can really build some fun rivalries with. They already have a rivalry with Houston. Um, I think you can have a good rivalry with BYU. I can I can get behind sports hating BYU. I mean, I grew up a UTEP fan. We sports hated BYU in the eighties and nineties, so I can get behind that. You know, and I think you know even UCF and Cincinnati. I think you can get some fun rivalries. Is it, is it going to be the same as Texas? No, but um, you know, Tech needs to stop acting like they're the little brother to Texas. And that we need them because we don't. We don't need them. And I'm if they have never played Texas again, Texas Tech Athletics will survive. So, no, I don't see them playing. Um, and I think Texas will manipulate bowl games so they don't play Tech. Um, they can't do that as well. They really can't do – they don't have to worry about the NCAA tournament because they'll probably be playing more in the NIT or CB, CBI. But baseball, um, you know, I think th- you won't see them play unless it's the College World Series, you know. And, and you know, it's sad that – it is It is a little bit bittersweet sad because it's been it, – it is a fun rivalry even though, you know, Texas, Texas beats Tech more often than not, you know, in, in sports. But, you know – it's it's I think Tech's better served uh, looking forward and not backwards. And you've got some good teams coming in, and I think you can really build up, continue to build up a great rivalry with Oklahoma State too, um, you know, and TCU a little bit as well. But yeah, I don't see them playing. Anyway, we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and when I come back, we're gonna give you the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. We're going to end today with the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And I'm going to do a twofer Tip of the Week this week because it is President's Day weekend. And two things that are good about President's Day weekend. One is sports, one is history. Sports related, tomorrow it begins the Super Bowl of racing and the NASCAR Sprint Cup season. Or actually, it's not Sprint Cup. Cup season, I think it's called now. But Daytona 500. I'm very excited about that. It's going to be a fun race. Um, I love Daytona 500. I am a huge NASCAR fan. Uh, Jimmy Johnson was my driver. Um, Chase Elliott is my driver now. I love Hendrick Motorsports. Um, so, you know... If you if you have an attitude about NASCAR, like, oh, it's just people driving in circles, what's this about? I encourage you to give it a try. Give Daytona a try, and you're going to be hooked. 
Some of you are going to get hooked because it's 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 a fun sport to watch, you know. And you got a thirty six race season coming up. You know, pick a driver. I wouldn't pick a Gibbs driver because they're the worst, especially Kyle Busch. He's a crybaby. Um, but you've got some really good drivers you could pick from. Pick a driver. Root for them all year long. Um, you know, Daytona is a fun race to watch. You've got other types of races coming, short track, dirt track, road course. And just watch some NASCAR. Watch the Daytona 500. You will not regret it. The other Chris Carpenter tip of the week has to do with President's Day. And I want to encourage you to read up on a president that maybe you don't know much about. You know, we always learn, we always talk about Washington and Lincoln and Jefferson, and they're good presidents. You know, Ronald Reagan, another good one. Um, but read up on a lesser known one. You know, Maybe a Grover Cleveland. Maybe, a, you know, I'll recommend to you on History Channel a few years ago did a mini-series on Ulysses S. Grant. Very fascinating presidency. Um, you know, read up on him. Watch that mini-series. You know, James K. Polk, another interesting one. Uh, we've been learning about him this week in social studies. So, but uh, yeah, take some time. Read up. We've had some very fascinating presidents, and um, you know, I'm a president. I'm a presidential nerd. I can recite them all by memory, and I have useless trivia on all of them. But you know, to read up on one, you won't regret it. I do. I do know that History Channel is doing a Lincoln mini series starting Monday. I'm sure it's going to be great. Their Washington and Grant ones were really good. I wish they would do one on like Grover Cleveland because that one would be fun. But anyway, I hope everybody has a great week, and I will see you next week on The Chris Carpenter Show.